Lunchtime hour, Mountain Lou, 93.7 WEI. The focus today has been largely on NFL free agency day one, and we'll get back to your phone calls on it in just a couple of minutes. But a big one tonight against the new look Montreal Canadiens and Thomas Vanek, Andy Brickley of Nesson, joins us when Brick joins the show every Wednesday at this time. He's brought to you by our friends at Norfolk Power Equipment by HSA Insurance, and he's here on the AT&T hotline. Uh, did you watch Behind the Bee last night, Brick? I did not. How was it? It was good. They did a little segment on – they previewed Jack's day leading up to how Jack prepares for a game. And, and early working out. Yeah, he said he's eating dinner with Jamie, and they're talking stats, and they're going over all his cards and everything else. And they said and he works with the – and Dennis Leary doing the voice work, had it right, the esteemed hockey mind Andy Brickley. I just wanted more Brick. I want a day in the life of Brickley before you get set for uh, those games. No, Jack's life's far more compelling than mine. Get up! <laughs> well, Brick, last time we talked, it was um, the day of the deadline. Hadn't hit yet. Pat, uh, Bruins hadn't made any moves. So I'm just curious, Andre uh, Mazzaro, sorry. Um, what were your thoughts? Did they do enough? I know you mentioned something about forward depth as well. Ideally, that's what I was looking for, Lou, was a, a positional player, both on defense and forward, if you could make the money work and not subtract from your current roster. It was either that or make a major move where you're actually dealing one or two players to get significant players in return. I didn't think that was going to be the case. The Bruins' M.O. was they're committed to this core group, this group that uh, has done real good things in the postseason two of the last four years, and uh, the expectation was they were just going to try to add to it, and that's what they did. I would like to see them get a forward. I'm not sure I'm convinced that if there are injuries to the, to the four lines as currently constituted that they have enough in the wings waiting to step in. Uh, the organization obviously believes they probably do, but the the emphasis was to definitely go get a defenseman. And now bringing in Mazaros, that gives you options, and it gives you because he can play left and right, and it gives you competition for ice time and uh, and actually be in uniform. You see Dougie Hamilton, the first casualty. They're trying to figure out, guys, who's going to play with Char in the playoffs. They want that shutdown pair. And they're not sure where it's at right now. And that was the whole reason to go get a guy like Mazeros. And they get Mazeros, and I look forward to your take on his game so far. But you mentioned Dougie Hamilton. The first casualty was a casualty over the weekend, and reports out of Bruins Skate today have him as the casualty again, Brick, that Dougie Hamilton will once again be a healthy scratch against the Canadians. I, I'm surprised. I feel like he's their third best defender. Are you surprised that, again, it's Hamilton who gets scratched for certainly a bigger game tonight against Montreal than there was against Florida over the weekend? Well, I don't know. Let's work at it from uh, from the point of view of each individual player and what his role is on this team. Uh, you certainly want Tory Krug in the lineup. He's your first guy over the boards when you get a power play on your back end, so he's not going anywhere. Char is not going anywhere. Uh, now it becomes you know left right, and who's going to play where and who becomes expendable. They love Johnny Boychuk and his game, even though he had a, probably a tough time the other night. Uh, he and his pair partner in uh, Matt Barkowski. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have games like that. But they love Boychuk's, uh his competitiveness and what he means to this team. So he's certainly in the mix. So now you're trying to get into the Barkowski situation, the Hamilton situation. You get Maceros into the lineup. So uh, I'm not surprised that Dougie Hamilton came out. I might be surprised if he stays out of the lineup because I think you still need to to tweak this group and figure out who best fits with Chara when you start talking about April, May, June hockey. Is there any sign to you that that's what they're thinking about long-term, Brick, that their early thought is Dougie Hamilton won't play as much in the playoffs and Mazeros is a better fit with what we want to do? I think the competition is on. But hmm. I think the competition has started. It started the other night in Florida with Mazeros going to the lineup. 
They really like what he brought on that power play, being a left shot, able to work the overload on one side with other left shots on the half wall, whether it's Soderberg or Erickson, whoever it might be. Uh, they like that look. Now, keep in mind, that's the Florida Panthers. That's a pretty easy matchup for your first game as a player. Tonight, you'll probably get some different results, and I'll be curious to see how the defensemen that are in the lineup tonight handle a team like Montreal and the intensity and the speed. Yeah, boy, I'm just a little surprised. You know, to, like to even I thought it might be a little more of a rotation to think that that could be the competition. The guy that skates with Chara could actually turn into you know, the decision of, and I guess you don't want to call it between the sixth and seventh uh, defenseman, but maybe just the best fit. And it wouldn't be, say, Miller or Barkowski would be the guys in question. Well, that's it. I mean, it's open for debate. It's open for conversation. Uh, certainly the Bruins coaching staff has had conversations on what they like and what they don't like in players' games, particularly the young guys. Uh, is there enough intensity? Is there enough competition? Is there enough defending ability on that right side to play with Chara? And if it's if it's not going to be Dougie Hamilton, then it's either going to be Mazaros, who, who has played the majority of his career on the right side, or it's going to be Boychuk, and they got to find that out. I guess the last thing I'd ask, Brick, is you, know, you said they didn't make the big deal. It, it seems like the reports and Fluto Shinzawa had it the next day that they were trying to get Edler from Vancouver and that that deal fell through maybe because they couldn't get Kessler to Pittsburgh. Uh, from the people you talked to, do you believe that that was a possibility that something bigger for Alexander Edler was in the works for the Bruins? Uh, I absolutely believe that, and I believe it's actually still in play when you start talking about the offseason, maybe around the draft. Uh, I think that would be a major asset to the Boston Bruins on the back end for years to come. It would really solidify their blue line when you when you start talking about the variety of players that you could have back there. And and I still think very much that uh, that this was in play and had an opportunity to happen. And I would have been hugely in favor of it. Of course, I'm not I'm not aware of who would be going in the opposite direction. You know, Brick, a uh, scary moment the other day in Dallas with obviously Rich Peverly, you know, you know, one of our own, and I think a lot of people still consider that. Not a surprise with the reaction once, once he uh, regained consciousness to ask him to get back into the game, and I was just joking about it and saying, you know, once a Bruin, always a Bruin. But I'm just curious, was there any reaction from the players? Did you talk to any of the guys about um, how they felt when they heard the news? Yeah, this would only be secondhand, uh, Lou, when you're asking me for me to give my, my accounts of this uh, when, when made aware of what was going on uh, down here in Florida, uh, my understanding that uh, Tyler Sagan was in touch immediately via text, email, whatever, uh, with several of the Bruins players that he's still tight with and gave a first-hand accounting of exactly what happened. And uh, that's pretty scary stuff. It's scary for the Bruins. Uh, as they head to Montreal tonight, again, that NBC Sports Network will have. We wish that Nesson had it, but NBC Sports gets the game tonight, it's an awfully big one because we've talked about Montreal, and they were scary anyway. They've added Vanek in here, Brick. How do you view the game tonight? How do you view their chances? How much have they improved in Montreal adding Vanek to that offense? Well, I think in this matchup they improve a great deal when you get a guy like Vanek because of his history and his, his uncanny ability to put points on the board against the Boston Bruins. Uh, this is a tough matchup for Boston. They still have those smaller forwards. Uh, they're quick, get quick on the forecheck. They're not big. They're not going to uh, wear you down with physical play, but they try to wear you down and cause you to make mistakes because of their quickness and their speed. Patrick Reddy has been a brilliant killer over the years. They still, even though the power play numbers aren't great, they still have Markov and Subban back there. They're two of the leaders from in power play assists in the league this year. And, and if you get undisciplined and take penalties against that team, you're just adding 
to the trouble that you're going to have. But uh, this will be a really stern test for Boston. I think it's one that they're looking forward to. They had fun in Florida. They got the four points. Uh, they sweep every game that they played in Florida this, this past this winter season. And uh, they put themselves in such a strong position in the standings. But you isolate this game. You say, this is going to be a real test for our team. And uh, I would expect the Bruins to bring their A game. You're talking about depth at the forwards. One guy tonight looks like he's going to get the look is Jordan Caron replacing Pae. He's going to miss a couple games with that concussion, and we'll see how long that lasts. Where are you with Jordan Caron? I mean, as far as what you think of him as a player and what do you expect tonight? I don't know what he is, Lou, and, and I don't mean that in, a, in an overly critical way. I just don't know what kind of player he is, wants to be, and can contribute to the team in a certain way. I know he's a big body. Uh, I know he can play the physical game. I know he can be defensive, uh, defensively responsible, maybe chip in some offense here and there and, and, and play 12 to 14 minutes a game. But I just wish he would just step up and establish and let everybody know that this is the kind of player I am. This is what I'm going to bring to the table every night. And until he establishes that, he's going to be in and out of the lineup. Rick, great stuff as always. Uh, wish you guys had the game tonight. Great job in your mini cameo uh, with Jack last night and behind the V. <laughs> And look forward to talking next week. All right, boys. Good talking to you. Right, He's Rick. the best. Andy Brickley joining us here. When Brick joins us, he is uh, brought to you by our friends at Norfolk Power Equipment and by HSA Insurance.